Originality. You. <laughs> Welcome to Autographs. My name is Nick Singh, and just know originality is on the horizon. Let's go. What's cooking good lookings? We are back. Um, look, today I wanted to tell you folks a story, take a break from not season three as a whole, but to give you a solo episode into a story of my life that only I can share. I will never forget this for as long as I live, and I hope that I never do, and I hope that you never do. That's a strange thing to say. Anyways, let's get on with it. This is a story about how I got into university, and yes, the title of this video is accurate. I literally cold called my way <laughs> into university. Here's what you need to know. So when I was in high school, I was notorious for being a absolute nerd. <laughs> I would study like crazy. Um, and as a result, I would get good grades. It was really simple. I wasn't this naturally intelligent person. Um, but academically, I just knew that if I studied, I would win. And pretty much my entire identity growing up, especially in high school, was just always wrapped around my grades. I was uh, infamously not street smart, but I had um, a lot going for me academically because I thought that that's all that mattered. Um, so by the time high school finished, I was pretty directionless. I don't know if that's a word, but I didn't really know where to go. And I just said, okay, if I'm going to do anything, I ought to use these grades to get me into a really good university. I knew I wanted to go to business school, so I literally looked up what are the best business schools in Canada. And the list always fluctuates, but there's typically a top three that just kind of interchange from one another. And that year that I was attending university, the number one business school happened to be the Rotman School of Commerce, which was the University of Toronto. It's their business school. It's called Rotman. So I applied for Rotman and 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 I got in. Um, I was really proud of myself. So uh, when summer was finished, I moved to Toronto and I was I, I was going to school. Now, I don't know what came over me, um, but it only took me a week to drop out. Uh, I, I, I was undoubtedly that kid who you would never expect to drop out. Um, my teachers in high school were, were incredibly surprised. I was incredibly surprised. I didn't even think I was going to make the decision. Literally, the University of Toronto was giving me everything. I had happened to have landed the best residence, literally, like everybody at the school would flaunt about this residence. Uh, I mean, I was meeting girls, I was going to parties, uh, the food was awesome, I was in an incredible part of Toronto, I was going to the best business school in the country. Like on paper, everything was pointing in the right direction. Um, but I just had this internal feeling inside that, man, this is just, this this one's not for me. Um, so I called my mom, my dad, and luckily they're pretty forgiving people and they just wanted me to be happy. I said, look, here's how I feel I just need to know that I can make this decision. You folks are going to be okay with it. And they said, yeah, that's fine. But you need to promise us that you'll go back to school next year. You can take a year off. That's fine. Uh, so I dropped out <laughs> after one week. And I moved back home. And this is how much of a nerd I am to give you folks like an actual contextual idea. Uh, I, I enrolled back into high school. All right. I enrolled back into high school so that I could take math <laughs> because I knew that uh, if I took an entire year off of math, I would forget so much. That by the time I got around to going to university the next year, uh, I wouldn't know enough and I'd be so far behind in classes. And I was deathly afraid of being far behind in classes. So I said, I will literally redo the hardest math course at school, uh, which I did. And as a bit of an anecdote, I walked into high school. My principal saw me on all the teachers knew me. Like I said, I was a nerd. And, and I sat down with the principal and bless her soul. 
And I literally convinced her, I said, look, you know, I don't need to be here. I don't need to be here. I'm not back for the grades. I'm literally back to take this math course. And she goes, Nick, I know. But as a returning student, because you're taking an extra year, you need to, to be a part of this school, take at least two courses. You need to enroll in at least two courses. Um, and I was like, I'm not doing two courses. I'm literally coming back. I aced all my other courses. You know, I can do them. I'm taking one. And she goes, Nick, I'm not allowed to allow to enroll you in just one course and allow you to come back as, as, um, as a, as a super senior, as a, as a student doing a victory lap, as a student doing an extra year, minimum requirement is two courses per semester. You have to do two. And I literally looked at her and I said, ma'am, <laughs> I don't know where I got the balls to say this shit. I looked at her and I go, ma'am, excuse me if I'm wrong, but from where I stand, it's your job to, to, to really help students. And I, I said this in a much kinder way, but I said something like, I just feel like like it's your job to help students and and I don't know how many students you have coming into your office or out of your office directly just blatantly asking you for help. I understand that this is not the norm, but 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 I need your help. And she looked at me and she goes, <laughs> she probably wanted to say, fuck you. Uh, but she ended up making it work. So I was the only student in history that literally was able to come back to high school to do one course. And that course was math because I was a nerd. So I did the math course. I killed it. And I took a year off. During that year off, I describe it as a year that was wildly pivotal for me. Um, I found a lot of myself. I found out that I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship and I started reading books and going to conferences and there was this knowledge and self-education that was being revealed to me. I was like, wow, this is information I've always wanted to learn, but I, I, I never even knew existed. So that year was huge. It turned out to be a huge blessing in disguise. Um, and looking back at that, um, you know, a lot of people in my life, and I'm sure your life too, have told you, you know, when you have a hard decision, make a pros and cons list that's rarely worked for me. Like I said, like everything on the pros list was to stay at university. I was in an incredible school, an incredible part, part of Toronto. Um, <laughs> I was going to parties. The food was great. It was the best business school. And the only con was that I just didn't like it. I just didn't feel right about this. Um, but that con turned out to actually be the reason I left and leaving changed my life. So had I listened to the pros, it would have been a massive mistake for me. Uh, so I'm glad that I didn't. Anyways, um, cue myself up to return back to school. Um, this is where the story gets fun. I was working a part-time job that year with one of my best friends, Sean. <laughs> Sean and I would dick around at work and have a great time. We, we, we worked at a local gym. So we literally work and then work out, work and work out, work and work out. That was my routine. And then I'd go to conferences and read books. It was a crazy good year. And, um, we'd enrolled in, in, in a school called Western. This was another amazing business school. Um, it was literally in those top three kind of rotating schools for business. Sean wanted to go to Western for engineering. I want to go for business. I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made when I went to the university of Toronto. I'm going to go with a friend this time. I didn't go with a friend. I went alone last time. Maybe that's why I want to drop out. So him and I decided to go. I got accepted. He got accepted. Um, and we were like, all right, let's apply to live together. We got the application accepted. We we're going to be roommates. We had everything set out in front of us. And I was I was ready to go to Western. I'd visited the campus. I'd seen all my friends that didn't take a year off. Uh, they were at Western. I visited them. We told them that we were coming. We were stoked. Two weeks before school is about to start. This is mid-August. Two weeks before school is about to start. I took a nap, a midday nap. <laughs> as I do, and I wake up to this email, and it was from Western, and it said, your, your application has been removed from the university um, for, for residency. You can still come, but you no longer have a place to live. This is going to a school that is two hours away from my hometown, so, so, so I needed a place to live. It was necessary. 
but they removed that and I was confused. And this was a Friday and they conveniently sent it right after the school closed. So I had to wait the entire weekend to give them a call on Monday and say, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I called them and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why did I, why did I get removed from residency? They go, well, you, you missed a really big payment. I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like this, the, this has to be a mistake. I didn't mean to miss a payment. I have the money. Um, I'm happy to pay it right now. I could pay it over the phone. And they said, no, 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 you don't understand. We are at capacity, sir. <laughs> we have had a wait list. Uh, we have sent out countless emails to remind you about this payment. You missed it. Uh, in fact, you're actually in a much better position than a lot of others, the, the other students because we've had to displace about 200 students from residency um, and tell them that they're, they're, they no longer have a place to stay. And half of those students are actually coming from abroad. They're coming from places like China and India. And I was just like, wow, like you guys really did them dirty. At least I'm from here and I kind of know what's going on. Um, so I said, man, I have no idea how those students are going to fare. But I, I, I wasn't ready to just rest my case. So I hung up the phone. Um, I told my mom, I was just like, mom, we need to do something. She goes, I know. So we literally drove down to the school. We drove down two hours that day and we demanded a meeting. So we got a meeting and then we got the same answer. They were like, we can't do anything about this. And I was just like, man, like I'm so discouraged. You know, I had this crazy good year. I was supposed to go move in with my best friend. I can still go to school there, but I'd have to live off residence. Half the fun of me wanting to even go to school in the first place was to live on residence, to have that first year experience. And I was just like this young guy who was just down for a first year experience and I wasn't going to get it. And out of just complete, almost just blacked out anger and a week of trying, like this all took us a week to really kind of look into to see if there's another way around it, to see if we can make the payment. After a week of trying, um, um, we just kept on coming up short. So I decided that I was going to, I was going to stick it to Western. And I was like, you know what? They don't want to let me in. They're not going to get my money. They're not going to get my tuition. They're a business. Like I said, I was this young, early, desirable person who wants to be an entrepreneur. And um, I, I, I removed my application. I, I, I rejected their offer to come. Even though I'd accepted it, I decided I wasn't going to go. So I removed myself from the actual business program. And this was a week before school was about to start. This is the last week of August. School's literally starting in the first week of September. Next week, seven days. And, and, and I have nowhere to go. So I'm like, shit, I promised my parents I'd go back. I want to go back. Uh, I want to go to first year. I don't want to take another year off. That's crazy. Um, I have to do something. So I started looking at all the other schools that accepted me into their program. So I started making phone calls. I'm like, hey, look, my name is Nick. Here's what's happened. And I gave him the whole spiel, the whole spiel. I called admissions office upon admissions office. And everybody was saying the same thing. They're like, man, this is a week before school. Our program's full because mind you, these are, these are really competitive business programs and they filled up pretty quickly. I was lucky enough to get accepted, but when I didn't accept their offer, it's not like they hold a spot for you. So, um, here I am, here I am. And, um, and I have nowhere to go to school. It took me about three days to realize and exhaust my list, um, of schools that I had gotten accepted to, um, that 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 wouldn't take me back in fact there was actually one school there was one school that would take me back <laughs> and um it was the exact same situation as western though they 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 didn't have a place for me to live so i said no i need to find a place to live so at around this time i'm still working part-time and i was just trying to make a bit of extra money before the actual school year started and i'm with my buddy mitch <laughs> Mitch and I literally did the crate. We've done the craziest shit together. So Mitch and I decided that, and this is a total anecdote, but it'll make sense in a moment. We decided that, uh, we wanted to make some extra money in sales and we went to apply for this random company where you go door to door and offer to pave people's driveways. 
And it just so happens because it's the end of summer and they just accept anybody who pretty much walks through their door. They're just like, yep, cool. You can sell for us commission based job. They don't really have any downside in saying no. They go, yeah, sure. You can start. But next week we're going to, we're going to be doing our, our, our travel circuit and we're putting everybody up in a hotel and there's a company wide competition to see who sells the most driveway painting, um, or driveway paving. It's the end of summer. So we always do this and we're like, okay, great. Um, and they go, it starts tomorrow, so just show up with like your lunch and 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 a bag of clothes, and um, we'll put you on the bus and we'll send you where you're going. And we're like, okay, cool. Where are we going? And they're like, it's a surprise. We're like, all right, listen, man. Like, like I just walked in this door, and in five minutes, you've already hired me for the job, and now you're telling me to go on a bus, and you're not gonna tell me where I'm going. I get that, like, it's a surprise, but can you just tell us so we know what to freaking pack? They go, no, man, it's a surprise. You got to come. So <laughs> Mitch and I look at each other. We're like, screw it. So we go home. We pack our shit. And the next morning I pick him up and we show up at this place and we're in the parking lot and we're watching, we're watching these people board this bus and they're looking at us. We're in the car. They're signaling us to come in. And I look at Mitch. I'm like, dude, we can't do this. And he goes, I know. So I literally reverse out the person who hired us. is like, what, what are you doing? Like having our arms up in the air, like 500 meters away. Like, what are you doing? And we just left. We just, we just left. We didn't say anything. We, we didn't call them. We just said, screw that job. So on our way back from leaving this job, we literally decided that, okay, you know what? We are getting jobs before the end of the summer. We had both quit. We both want to make some extra money. We still had the goal. So we pull into this random barn that I've seen on the side of a street that's near my house for literally years since I've lived there. It turns out this is a company. We walk in and we say, are you guys hiring? And they go, go see George. So we go see George, George is upstairs in almost the exact same facet he looks at us and goes can you boys landscape i'm like yep mitch goes yep and they hire us on the spot and all of a sudden we're working this job and as we're working this job on our first day which was the next day uh mitch goes man why do you come why do you come to guelph guelph is where mitch goes to school it's a university it's called guelph university i'm like man i never applied there they don't have any of my information it's now like four days before school's gonna start um or before frost week's gonna start um I don't know, man. Like he goes, yeah, I totally get that, man. Like you never applied. Like they don't have any information. They've never seen your grades. I mean, to you, you're just a random person, but I don't know what got into me. Um, he put this idea into my head that I could do this. I don't know how, I don't know why he didn't even try to do this. I went home early from work that day from the job I just got on my first day. And I decided to call Guelph. And I spoke to the girl at the admissions office and she was such a sweetheart. And I took her through this entire story on how I, how I left the university of Toronto, how I went to Western, how I got kicked out and I just made this instinct decision. I'm just a kid and I just want to go to school. And I said, look, I know I didn't apply to your programs. You guys don't even know who I am to you. I'm just this random person calling you on the phone, but listen, I promise you I have the grades. I can get them sent over to you. Everything's legit. And she goes, sweetie, this is the most incredible story that you've ever told. <laughs> but not only is our business program completely full, but like legally I can't even even have this conversation with you. You are nowhere in our system. You're nowhere to be found. There's no record of, of, of Nick Singh here. I'm sorry, but it's just, it's just no chance. Our, our, our business program is entirely full. Our residencies are entirely occupied and you've never applied to this school. We have no record that you actually exist on paper. And I was like, man, that makes sense. So I just hung up the phone. I said, thank you for your time. And I don't know what got into me at all literally the next day I call back and I asked for that girl. I remember her name. And I said, man, look, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's me again. I just wanted to know, did anybody drop out? Did anybody quit? I know that stuff happens. I just want to see if there's any shifting in the program. She goes, sweetie, no, unfortunately not. And then the next day I call back 
And I'm like, listen, I know it's going to sound crazy. Anyone drop out? Did anybody quiz? Anyone not coming? Did something happen? And she goes, no. And then the next day I call back. I, I, I swear to you, I can't make this up. I talked to the same girl. I'm like, did anybody drop out? Did anybody quit? And she goes, oh my gosh, you're not going to leave me alone, are you? And I said, no. And she goes, listen, this is really sweet of you, but 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 you can't call here again. Um, you know, school's about to ramp up. Frost week is literally starting tomorrow and and I have nothing else for you. And I hung up the phone and she hung up the phone and she says, good luck. And I said, okay. So I'm left with nothing. Frost week is starting at universities around Canada. So I knew I had an ace in my back pocket <laughs> and I decided to use it. There was this local school, it was actually a college that was becoming a university. So in their first year of ever offering a university business program, they were pretty much just looking for applicants. They would accept anyone and any, and, and, and everyone. And, and I was a part of that everyone. So I went in and I applied. I said, look, here are my grades. I, bought, I brought all my reports. And quite literally the next day they accepted me. And I remember the next day after they accepted me, their, their orientation day started. So most schools have an orientation week or it's sometimes called frosh week. They had an orientation day. <laughs> they were just like trying to find their feet as a university, trying to get things rolling. And I remember showing up at this orientation day, just being like viscerally upset, like obviously upset, just pissed off to be here. There's other applicants are having a good time. They're connecting with each other. And I'm just in my own corner, just being like, screw this dude. I had like three opportunities to go to really dope places. And I'm here with you guys. Not that this isn't a dope place, but it's not where I want it to be. And, um, we, 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 we took a lunch break and I went outside and I was just thinking, man, I got to figure something out. So out of nowhere, I just say, man, what's the worst that's going to happen? Let me call back Guelph just at least one more time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe the lucky stars will align. So I phone back. I'm in admissions. I asked for, asked for my girl. <laughs> and um, the person on the phone goes, oh, I'm sorry. She's actually on lunch right now. But, 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 but you can speak to this guy. I mean, he's in admissions as well. I said, okay, sure. So I spoke to him. He had never heard of me. I'd never heard of him. And I said, oh my gosh, this guy has no idea who I am. This is great. <laughs> I'm not going to get in trouble. And I take him through the whole story from front to back, all the way starting at the University of Toronto to Western, to all the mistakes I made, to all the things I'd done, the things I learned in that year. And I said, look, I know there's no record of me. I know that the business school's full and you have no residency occupancy. And he just goes, I don't know, something about you, kid. You make me want to help you. And he goes, I shouldn't be doing this. But man, he looks at his watch. He goes, let me check my watch. He didn't say that we were on the phone. I'm just assuming I'm visualizing. He must have checked his watch or any time. And he goes, it's three o'clock. My shift's over at 4.30. Frosh week has already started. But I can find a way to make this work for you if what you're saying checks out. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to get your guidance counselor to send me a copy of your report card. Today, before 4.30. So you have an hour and a half. I need to approve it, welcome you into the system, and there's and i shouldn't be saying this a few spots open around residences around campus um and i could find a placement for you to come live and i said buddy you got to be kidding me are you kidding me and he goes no i'm not kidding you i can do this but you need to get me that report card it has to come from your guidance counselor i said look university typically in canada starts a week before high school starts there's no one at my school the guidance counselors they don't even start work until next week is there any way that I could just send you a photocopy? It's going to be legit. It's going to have the school stamps on it. He goes, I'm so sorry. It has to come from an official school email in order for me to even look at it legally. And I said, all right, I'll see what I can do. So, so I leave orientation day. I drive to my high school. It takes me about 30 minutes to get there. 
I have no idea why this happens. The high school is religiously closed during the summer. I try maybe once a week to go into that high school all throughout my high school career to try to go in and play basketball like inside the gym with my friends. And nine times out of 10, that shit's closed. For some odd reason, I can't explain why, the doors open. And I walk in and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I gotta find, I gotta find my guidance counselor. I'm on a mission. So I turn to the left and I walk into the guidance office. It's completely dark. The lights are out. No one's at the school except for the janitors because I clean it during the summer. And for some reason, I look through the blinds and my fucking guidance counselor's there. And I knock on the door. I'm like, I'm waving because the guidance counselor's, the office is, is, is locked. And he looks at me. He recognizes me. He comes up. He opens the door. And I'm like, and I'm like, Charles, his name is Charles. We knew each other by the first name. I'm like, Charles, why are you here? And he goes, why are you here? And I'm like, listen, I don't know why you're here. You don't know why I'm here, but I really need your help. It's an incredibly time sensitive manner. We have about an hour and he looks at me all strange and he goes, what is it? So I'm like, can we go into your office? He goes, sure. So we sit down, I tell him everything. And I'm like, I need you to send this over to this email now. And I have that guy's personal extension to, to his phone number. Charles says, I got you. He sits down, opens up, his, opens up his computer. He logs in and I have the rep from the University of Guelph on the phone from the admissions office, literally on speaker. Charles is like, I sent it. Did you get it? The guy at the University of Guelph goes, yep, let me take a look at it. He spends about two minutes looking at it, goes, the grades check out, man. You're in. I look at Charles. I literally give him a hug. I'm like, dude, I can't believe we just got into the University of Guelph by cold calling them. And he goes, I know. And I spoke to the guy on the phone. I'm like, listen, man, I know you're about to leave your shift in about a half hour. I know you need me to complete that residency survey, but why don't you just put me in any random residence? He goes, sure. Well, here's the pick. Why don't you just tell me which one you want to be in? I never visited the school. I never toured it. I had no idea where I was picking. I'm like, okay, sure. I literally picked a residence called LA because that summer I went to LA. I went to Los Angeles and I fucking loved it. So there was a, <laughs> there was a residence called LA. It, it didn't stand for Los Angeles. It stood for Lennox and Addington. I was like, put me in LA. He goes, sure. He says, do you want a double? Do you want a single? Do you want a triple? I'm like, put me in a single. I don't know anywhere at that school. And, 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 and when can I move in? He goes, man, you can move in tomorrow. And I'm like, how much time is there left in frosh week? Cause that was a huge, that was a huge thing for me at the time. And he goes, there's about, there's about four days left. You're about three days late, but there's about four days left. I'm like, great. I'll see you tomorrow. And we hang up the phone. I look at Charles. I'm like, did that just happen? He goes, that just happened. I'm like, Charles, why were you here? And it just so happens that Charles, <laughs> he plays in a, uh, God bless his soul. He's, he plays in, um, he plays in a rock band. He, he, he loves music and his electric guitar. He keeps it at his office. He, he, he was in there for a split second, maybe five minutes to get his electric guitar, his amp and leave. And I happened to have just randomly caught him at that time. And I'm like, dude, how? And he goes, I don't even know, dude. This is just something beyond us. I just felt it. And I hug him. I'm like, dude, thank you so much for helping me with this. He goes, good luck at Guelph. So I go home. I'm like, mom, I have some crazy shit to tell you. She goes, what is it? And I tell her and she goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, I need to move in tomorrow. My mom's like, I'm working tomorrow. So I call my dad. I'm like, dad, can you help me out with this? Because I'm working. And they know I want to go and see Frosh Week and experience that. So thank God for my parents. They book off work. And literally the next day I'm moving into the University of Guelph. I'm a few days late for Frosh Week. I had the most killer first year. It was off to just the most rock star start of my life. Um, and that's how I cold called my way into university. It was an incredible four years. Just so many lessons were learned throughout that. And um, it all started with this just weird way of finding a way with a little bit of grace to make shit happen. Um I don't know if 
if if if in my life I'll ever get a chance to experience that kind of serendipity and just countless continuous moments of just both luck and grace. But but I certainly hope I do, and I certainly hope that if you're listening to this, you do as well. Because uh, the story brings me just so much joy to share. Not because, um, well, first of all, it's a dope story, but second of all, um, uh, I, I, I hope it inspires you to keep on knocking. You know, um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine the other day. I don't know if you believe in God, love, the universe. I'm not here to tell you what to practice spiritually. I just encourage anyone, whatever they practice, um, just practice it, right? Put whatever you believe in into practice on a constant basis. But there's this quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it says something like, you know, God doesn't bless man with a vision that he can't handle. Um, so even these small inklings and interests that you want to carry out, um, you know, it's not always going to come out the way that you want to. But in often cases, if we keep on pushing, we keep on knocking, um, those walls that we thought were walls just kind of topple over a lot easily. And they don't hold nearly as much strength as as our wills do once we activate them. And it's a hell of a funny story, but I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, it was one of the most foundational lessons I've learned in my life about persistence and consistence and onward. Would I do it again? Would I do it again in the same way? No. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I guess I'm more mature than that now. I, 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 I was pestering those people at that admissions office. I don't know why they were so kind to me. Um, there were so many people throughout this story that just helped this come true. And um, the reason why I wouldn't do it again is because I've learned this interesting distinction between the word persistence and consistence. Um, you know, persistence is like that kind of energy of just like always knocking and being a pest and just kind of getting in people's faces until they change their mind. And that's how I was being. Um, but consistency and consistency is like this flow of water that just kind of keeps on running, but it, it, it's got more of a grace to it. But but it molds and shapes the rocks and mountains over time. Um, so I've chosen in my life to deliberately aim to be more consistent than I am persistent. Persistent feels forced. Consistent feels like, like a flow. Um, and that's just where I stand now. But maybe there'll be times in my life where I gotta reinvigorate that younger persistent Nick trying to experience Frosh Week in first year university where I went on to make a ton of mistakes, but um, I'm better for it. So that's today's episode, folks. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, hit me up on IG at Nick Sang, N-I-C-K-S-A-N-G-G if you liked it. And just if you do tune into this on the frequent basis, I want to take a moment to thank you dearly from the bottom of my heart. I've gotten messages from folks that I didn't think were still tuning in, but for some reason, people people are. And it's a special thing for me to be able to share this stuff with you. So um, please hit me up with what you learned if you enjoyed this and uh, if there's anything I could ever do to help you. Hope you all are great. Love you. Peace. I'm not gonna